Welcome to episode three of Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega, and it is 4.36 p.m. on Thursday, July 9th. And as I said, I'm gonna keep going over these points until you and everybody else gets that the only way we're going to be uh, free of future pandemics is to stop farming animals, transition from farming animals through factory farms, family farms, to a much less cruel, much healthier, and much less, I mean like unbelievably less, pandemic risk um, strategy of growing our meat, dairy, eggs, fish in through cellular agriculture in laboratories, sanitized, sterilized um, environments rather than in these factory farms where most of our <clears throat> food products, meat, fish, dairy, eggs come from that are breeding grounds for pandemics. All right, so let's, uh, let's get to this. Uh, now, I devoted a lot of time yesterday to the morality of this and the religion. So like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's not like I'm not going to continue doing that because it's extremely important. 80, 90% of you believe in God or a higher power. It's important that um, we go over this. Keep on like take, doing these episodes after I take a shower. My eyes are a bit red. Anyway, so, um, all right, so let's, let's begin now. The let's let's deal with the um, the morality briefly. I mean, like what what you and your friends, your family, pretty much everyone in the world in the United States, there's about two or three percent of us who are vegan who aren't part of this, aren't part of this problem. But the rest of you, you know, what you're doing is so unbelievably irresponsible, cruel, evil. I mean, you could be, you could be, um, think of it, I, I, I like compare this, this evil to like the Holocaust and slavery. You could be a slaveholder and be less evil than what you're doing by being complicit in this, this factory farm system, buying products from these factory farms. You get them at a cheaper price, sure, but the price that you pay, the price that these animals pay, 70 billion a year, you know, that they're either abused or tortured in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and the price we all pay now through pandemics like this, you know, this four, almost $4 trillion in county, it'll probably be up to seven or $8 trillion to, to um, address the effects of this pandemic. So you need to understand this. You need to understand that how evil this is. You know, you could be a slaveholder and be less evil than, than, um, than doing what you're doing. Because if, if you doubt this, you know, if you were ever given a choice, well, you can either be a slave or you can be one of these animals in these factory farms. I guarantee you, you you'd um, choose to be a slave. Same with the Holocaust. If you, somebody said, well, you know, you can either go through what the people in the camps went through at the Holocaust, or you could be one of these animals like a pig or a chicken or a cow in these factory farms. I would guess you would choose the the uh, concentration camp. That's that's how horrible what you're doing is. And um, I will get into it a lot more because there's, you know, I don't fundamentally blame you. I don't believe you have a free will, but that doesn't absolve you from accountability. It, it absolves you from fundamental responsibility, but still 
in this world, we get rewarded and punished according to what we do and don't do. And what you are all doing is, is beyond evil and we're getting punished. And, and this, this punishment will stop once you get this and once our country gets this, once the world gets this. All right, so that's the, number, the first point. Uh, second point is very important. You know, it is very misleading to believe that this pandemic is a 100, um, one in 100 year event. You know, the, the last major pandemic like this was in 1918 to 1920, so that's 100 years. Uh, people say, well, this only happens 100, you know, every 100 years. No, no, because our population is so much bigger now. I think in 1918, maybe there were about a billion people on the planet. Now there are seven and a half billion. And, um, and back then in 1918, there were very few if any factory farms. They're all, you know, um, cattle, chicken, you know, all that stuff was, was raised on family farms, which were much, much safer than the factory farms today. And another, Another major component that, that, that ups our risk phenomenally is like we travel throughout the world, not just rich people, but everybody pretty much travels throughout the world on planes now, jets. So what happens is like, you know, if you think that, that you know, these, these um, contact tracing and testing and quarantining strategies that we're using now are effective in, in, um, in keeping us safe from future pandemics think again, because uh, we have to do this now. But the problem is that these pandemics potentially can spread so quickly that, no, it, it, it's foolish. It's completely foolish or responsible to rely on containment strategies rather than on prevention strategies. So this series, and again, I'm going to keep going through this until you get it, is about how you, we have to stop farming animals completely to be safe. So, so again, the, these, these pandemics are not one in 100 year events. And since the 80s, we're getting new diseases that we didn't have before. You know, let me just briefly, um, Nipah virus, Ebola, COVID-19, um, Asian flu, London flu, HIV, AIDS. I mean, these are like major new diseases. Uh, Indian swine flu, um, Odisha jaundice outbreak, MERS, SARS, you know, it's hepatitis B, hepatitis A. I mean, like, these, these are new diseases. And, like, because they're new diseases, we haven't developed the antibodies to be able to fight them. All right? So, so again, you're, you're playing with fire if, if you believe that we can just, like, you know, that we'll be lucky, that, that, you know, we can go 50 years or whatever without another event like this happening. All right, so what's the answer? All right, there are theoretically three answers, um, perhaps four. One is that, um, that we develop a universal vac vaccine, vaccine for all strains of influenza. You know, this, this coronavirus is a flu virus, it's a, it's a virus. Uh, it's an influenza disease. And um, I just got to close the window. There's a little noise out there. So, like, basically, um, 
the problem with that, you know, it's like we'd have to develop a universal vaccine to protect human beings against any and all strains of any virus. And this is like so impossible because they're constantly mutating. Um, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years we'll have this. But uh, we'd have to develop a universal vaccine for not just viruses, for, for bacteria. Again, a bubonic plague that has killed millions and millions of people throughout the ages, perhaps more than, than viruses, I'm not sure. Um, that's caused by a bacteria, okay? It's not a, a virus. So, like, so, you know, so again, the problem with that, you know, that's not feasible. We don't have the technology to do that, but that, that's one theoretical answer. The, the next answer, and this again, we want to be relatively reasonably safe from these pandemics. 95% um, safe, 99%, whatever. So one great way to do this, and the best way, you know, actually, would be for we human beings to stop eating animals. You know, uh, most people believe that eating animals is essential to our health. No, there, there are many vegans that are very healthy. The Williams sisters, the tennis player, um, Venus and Sabrina, I think, you know, they're, they're vegans. There's a lot of weightlifters who are vegan. So don't let anyone deceive you into thinking, well, I need meat and, 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 and eggs and dairy to, to be healthy. No. As a matter of fact, these, the meat and, 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 and eggs, um, and dairy that you consume are making you sick. And, you know, they're, you know, it's not an accident that, um, that heart disease is our number one killer in the United States and heart disease, the number one cause of heart disease is eating meat. So, so again, so, um, so that would be the, the, the best way. Okay. But we have to be realistic. You know, we cannot expect, you know, the, the population of vegans to, you know, anytime soon go from here in the United States, for example, 2%, you know, um, to 100% or even, even like 50%. I mean, that's just very unrealistic. People are just not going to do that. So, and the third option is, um, and, and incidentally with this, you know, what is helping out and helping people go vegan as much as possible, eat much less meat, is these plant-based foods. But again, people like the taste of meat, people are accustomed to it, you know, meat, dairy, fish, eggs. They just don't want to, um, to go through the, uh, the um, they don't want to deprive themselves of, of, of this, that the human beings have been eating for 10,000 years or, or longer. So, um, so, all right, so like the, the only, you know, the only reasonable way that we have of being free of future pandemics, virus pandemics especially, but bacterial. I mean, we're going to get into the bacteria aspects also because basically, just very briefly, 80% of the antibiotics we use on the planet go to these animals in factory farms because the conditions are so unsanitary, they need to pump them with antibiotics. Otherwise, you know, there'd be pandemic outbreaks, epidemic outbreaks daily. But the problem with that is that our antibiotics, which we need when we get sick, are becoming less effective because the bacteria are mutating. They're, they're, they're becoming antibiotic resistant because we were using 80% of our antibiotics in these factory farms. 
So, all right. So anyway, so like, again, the, the only, only way we have of being safe from a pandemic is to completely end the farming of animals, not just here, but in every country in the world, and, and transition. If we want to um, continue eating meat, fish, dairy, eggs, which, you know, if, if, if no cruelty is involved um, and, and, and no, there's no risk of pandemic, you know, it's not, it's not really so terrible, you know, so like that is our only option. So like, again, let me briefly describe this new technology it was like people have been working on it. William Van, Van Elen uh, worked on it for decades. Mark Post, a, uh, a doctor from the Netherlands, basically um, he, he pr provided the first proof of concept demonstration that this technology is viable, is feasible in London in 2013, which is, you know, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think there, there's a, there's, you know, at a time when we need to um, stop eating meat from animals raised in farms, we have this new technology that just comes up, just, you know, again, it's been proven to work seven years ago, you know, so we're extremely lucky in that, but we have to take advantage of that fortune. So, um, so again, so like we have to grow our meat, fish, dairy, eggs in these sanitized, sterile environments. They're called like bioreactors. They're like, they're um, fermentators, you know, um, it's like the way you create beer in a way, but it's completely sanitary. And like, I just want to like go through the, um, you know, how harmful the meat we eat now is because like, it's not just these pandemics of meat and, and fish and dairy and eggs that we eat now um, cause us harm. So here's the difference. And this is like from, from a, a report that I was like, um, that I was um, promoting, you know, as far back as May of, of 2019, because I've been involved in this issue for, for, for years and, and, you know, especially over the last year and a half. So, all right, so these, these new lab-grown, in vitro, cultured, clean meat products that have different names, cellular agriculture is the technical name for the field. They are, all right, let me, the meat we eat now is contaminated by fecal matter. It's, it's hard to avoid. It's pretty impossible to avoid. You know, the, you know, when you rip open a cow or a chicken, and it's hard to, for that, some of that feces in the animal to not get onto the um, onto the meat that you're eating, and it causes diseases. And and so this this so this this new this new meat because it's created in sterilized position uh, uh, situations, sterilized environments, laboratories, you know, in, uh, factories, really, whatever. You know, uh, they are they are free, completely, 100% free of fecal matter. Um, virtually 100% free of bacteria like E. coli and salmonella um, that create a lot of diseases. A lot of, um, you know, they kill people. I mean, like they, 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 event, they um, routinely have to um, recall, you know, um, products, um, lettuce. It's not just the, the farm, whatever, but all right. So, all right, these new products, you know, a, a, pro a problem with the meat we eat now, it has a lot of cholesterol. So these new products can be made cholesterol-free. They can be made saturated fat-free, uh, lactose-free for people who are lactose intolerant. 
antibiotics free. Again, that's, a, that's unbelievably important. Uh, growth hormone free. The, these, these chickens are pumped up with growth hormones, so they, they grow so fat so quickly their legs can't even support them, which is tragic. I mean, like, it's, it's another way of, of, a, of severely abusing these, these birds. Um, so they're pesticide free fungicide free and free of the, the pathogens, you know, the pathogens that cause, you know, bird flu and anthrax and swine flu and listeriosis. So, so basically the, these new foods that, that will be made in labs. And, and, you know, I think this is inevitable, you know, like I'm doing this until it happens, but you know, you're going to get this, you know, as we're coming out of this, People are going to like, it's going to dawn on them. Oh my God, we're never going to go through this again. And so you're going to see that not only are we going to need to like transition to this lab-grown meat, fish, dairy industry, cellular agriculture to prevent pandemics, but also you're going to realize that this, these new foods are so much healthier for us than, than again, the, the, the meat, fish, dairy, and eggs that we... Um, that we get from from farmed animals all right so here's the problem um again this is an, uh, an entirely new industry and, and incidentally the the you know some really evil people on the planet are the people who own and run factory farms because they are doing as much as they can to prevent this new industry from getting off the ground you know, for example, the, the milk producers, the Dairy Association, they file lawsuits. They, they, they threaten these new companies with lawsuits. They, they, they do, again, everything they can to stop these products from coming to market. And that's beyond evil. That's kind of like the SS, the, the, the Nazis, you know, in, in World War II, who, you know, killed a lot of Jews, a lot of people. And they, they were asked, well, I'm just, I was just doing what I was ordered. You know, which, all right, in their case, it's perhaps a bit more understandable because they probably would have been killed if they didn't do what they're doing. But these, these farmers now, the farming industry, the livestock industry, it's greed. You know, yes, they would lose their livelihood, but like, or they have to change. I mean, like, you know, they would have to transition from, from farming these animals to maybe this new industry of, of growing them in, in, in safe environments. So, yes, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have to sacrifice, but like, but a lot of industries have, have sacrificed like this before, you know, and, and so like for them to, to be trying to stop this new industry again is beyond evil. And these, these people are your enemy. They're the enemy of, your, your, of you, of, of your children, your grandchildren. Um, so, all right, the, the industry is greatly underfunded. Um, altogether, there's, prob there's easily less than $500 million invested in this new industry. Okay, so, so my point is, let's say, let's say you were given, let's say our country was given a deal by the insurance company, you know, theoretically that, you know, we can keep you from spending four, five, six trillion dollars on the next pandemic, but you're gonna have to give us some insurance money for this protection, right? This like how, you know, medical insurance works, how, you know, liability insurance and all that, you know, it's just basic insurance. So like, you wanna ask yourself, how much would, do you believe this insurance would be worth 
that would like save us from future pain and suffering, the, the economic turmoil, collapse, you know, this, this, this surreally, you know, punishing distancing we're going through, how much do you, would that be worth to, to this country, for example? All right, um, let me, you know, ballpark figure, 50 billion. You know, because like, again, we, we just spent almost $4 trillion addressing this pandemic and we're not done yet. You know, there's, there's like, there's about, is it about 12% of the population now that's unemployed, that's higher than it's ever been since the Great Depression. We need to put these people back to work. We need, you know, we're spending, so in other words, like $50 billion to invest in this new industry so that we don't have to wait 10, 15 years that we may have to wait under the current rate of, of funding for this industry. If we spend $50 billion to fast track this industry now, we can be safe from pandemics. So that I think is a bargain, you know, $50 billion now, so we don't have to spend, and this is just, you know, this is just the United States, you know, spending four or five, six trillion, or, you know, we're gonna probably spend seven or eight, who knows? This, but think of the rest of the world, you know, it's gotta be like 10, 20 trillion dollars our economy is losing. This is like the loss of jobs, loss of lives, loss of livelihoods, you know. So again, $50 billion is a bargain, okay? You need to understand that. Okay, um, so, so yeah, again, again if, if we don't make this investment now, again, getting back to this, this understanding that no, this is not a 100, uh, the one in a 100 year event, that we may have an event like this happening um, in three years, in four years. As we're coming out of this, we might be hit by another one. Because these, these outbreaks of infectious diseases that are zoonotic, um, that come from animals, whether from bats to, to chickens to, to humans or in other ways, they, 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 they come from animals, they are increasing and, and, um, and it's just a matter of time. It's not like if, it's when. And they, they could conceivably come, like we, we come out of this in let's say three years, in seven years, we have another outbreak, you know, pandemic like this. So, okay. So, you know, basically we have to appeal to our politicians. So like, what do you do? All right, all right, we've got about five and a half minutes. I think I've, I've covered this um, relatively well. Basically, this is the message we have to get across to people. You know, um, the, the, the morality import, uh, component is important. A lot of these companies, like there's about 40, 50 startups who are um, pioneering this new industry, they don't want to get into the morality because that makes them look bad, to, or at least they think it makes them look bad. bad. So like we should have at least the, the social media networks, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We should have these, these, these human rights, these, these health rights organizations, these economic rights organizations, you know, be really condemning the livestock industry, not just the livestock industry, but condemning everyone, you know, who, who's complicit in it by buying these products, by, 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 by paying people literally to, to abuse and torture over 70 billion farm animals each year, you know, it's beyond, um, so, so basically, you know, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be doing this, this, you know, a daily or Monday through Friday episode on this until it happens. 
Uh, there's no reason it shouldn't happen. There's no reason it shouldn't happen soon. This funding is 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 given. You know, new new. You know, these these companies that exist, they should get a lot more money. We should get more companies being formed. You know, this industry should just skyrocket in terms of uh, its personnel, its resources that they have to to address this. And and we're doing the same thing now, like with with searching for a um, uh, vaccine. You know, the last time, you know. The, the fastest a vaccine has been brought to market was to address the 1957 pandemic. You know, that was the, the last, well, I think we had a 68 pandemic, whatever, but uh, the 57 pandemic was major and it took four years. So like we're fast tracking that. We're gonna try to get that, you know, a vaccine for this within a year, year and a half. We can't do any better. But um, so, uh, so yeah, we, we, um, we, we know that fast tracking research helps bring products, you know, especially essential products to market much sooner. And this is what we need to do. All right. So, you know, as a viewer, you, you know, you've got a job, you know, like if you don't believe me, Google this stuff. This is not controversial. This is not uh, esoteric. It's not, it's not as if this information is hidden. From, from the public, just, just do a little online research and, and you'll understand that everything I've told you is accurate. I may be underestimating some of this. You know, so, so that's, that's the first part of your job, you know, because we need to do this. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my part by doing this show. You need to do your part by doing the research, talking to your family and friends, talking to your business associates. If you know a politician, talk to them about this. You know, refer them to an episode like this if, 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 if you think it'll be helpful. Just do what you can to get involved in this because this is your future, you know. We need a lot of people working to, because basically here we have a, an amazing opportunity now, okay. So like we're in the middle of this. We've got a big, big election. We've got four months to get this done. In other words, like four months before uh, a United States presidential election, people are listening, you know. Uh, issues matter in a way that they don't matter, you know, when, when there's not an election going on. And, and they matter exponentially more now because we're in the midst of this coronavirus distancing and economic turmoil. So, so the politicians will be listening. So get this, you know, if you know somebody who, who's in like, you know, the animal rights movement, we, we have to push this. And, and, Again, it's very important, $50 billion. Don't, don't think that this is like, you know, unrealistic. It is absolutely not unrealistic. I mean, people, economists, people who are involved in this, you know, this, this ungodly, unequal economic system where you have like 10 billionaires worth more than 50% um, than of the population combined, people will say, yeah, no, $50 billion is way too much for this. No, it's a bargain. Again, if, if we were going to have buy insurance to protect us from future pandemics, 50 billion to prevent the spending of, of nine, 10 trillion just in the United States, that's a bargain. All right, so we've got less than a minute. I, you know, um, watch, watch us. I, I'm, I'm here Monday through Friday in White Plains Community Media, um, 5 p.m. on channel 76 if you get Optimum, 45 if you get Verizon. And I will be uploading all these episodes to YouTube. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to upload the, the, these first three um, today. today. Um, 
And so, you know, watch them, you know, uh, refer them to your friends, put, put links on, on, on Instagram, on, on Twitter and all to these episodes, you know, um, and get the word out, help get the word out, all right? So um, I hope you're having a good day and I will see you again back um, here again tomorrow to, to get this work done. Thanks.